0: Hey y'all, it's Alicia. It's recently come to our attention that we've got some new earballs listening, and that's so cool. Thank you. And thank you to those of y'all who've interacted, shared links, and just kind of hung around so that we could eventually meet you too. Uh, we've got quite a few episodes now covering a lot of territory. So when I look back at the episode descriptions, it's obvious that we need to reintroduce ourselves so that y'all will notice what some of the stupid stuff we say is all about. Uh, another thing I've noticed is that time is kind of fluid in our conversations. And so talking with Miss Byron every week is kind of like time traveling. I don't know whether... It happened this morning or maybe last week or last year or whatever when we're talking. I just don't know. It's interesting to me, though. So I also noticed that there's a certain energy generated when we touch on, shall we say, sensitive topics. So there's a body of work here that's evolving, and I want to make sure that those of you who actually are interested in hearing about it have the chance. So we're going to introduce to you or shall I say reintroduce to you, we are going to reintroduce to you our first episode. It's a short one, but it'll let you know exactly who you're listening to. Hope you like it. It's called Planting by the Moon.
1: Consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, The Weird Mountain Gals.
0: Hey, we're going to try this again. Podcasting Weird Mountain Gals with Byron and Alicia. Here we are right here at the kitchen table. (laughs) It's a dining room table, really, but we're sitting here at the table. We're going to figure out how to do this podcast thing, and we're going to figure out how to make it fun, and we're going to figure out how to tell you stuff you thought you didn't need to know and also stuff you did need to know and also stuff you don't care if you ever knew. So we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. That's true. Are we going to think about what the podcast is going to do once we release it out into the world? Well it's going to bless their hearts. It's going to let our audience know exactly who we are maybe and they may be really happy about that and they may just not want to know because we are not we are not what you might think we are. And weird is not what you might think it is. No, and it has many meanings just as we are many different kinds of people. Byron, tell me about planting by the moon. Oh, golly. It's something that we do around here, and it's it's ancient. People have been doing that by the planting crops by the moon probably since we've been planting crops. I do it in a very simple way. Um, And that's the way I was taught. So if you are planting something that grows above ground, You plant that in the light of the moon which means on a waxing moon Mm. and if you grow something that grows underground like potatoes then you plant that in the dark of the moon which is a waning moon now when I was little and I would hear people talk about this I thought that when you planted the potatoes in the dark of the moon you had to wait till it was dark outside and then you had to go plant the potatoes and that was intriguing to me but it didn't seem like it made a lot of sense but I soon learned that that's not what that meant at all. You could go out in the daytime when the moon was waning and do that. Did y'all have one of those calendars that you picked up at the yeah. feed oh, store? The yeah. yeah, or we had the old almanac. The almanac is still around. Yeah. Do people get, still use the almanac? They do. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I get one every year along about Yuletide. tide. But I don't look at it until I want to verify something. So it's not like I pick it up. I wish I was in the habit of. I say my morning prayers. I have my cup of tea. I open the almanac and see what the what the signs are. See what's in retrograde. All that. But I just I'm not that disciplined really. I, I, maybe I will be as I get older. I don't know. I'm pretty old now. That may not change. But I've tried. I've tried it doing things like. Uh, I planted radishes in the light of the moon because I had time. Because right now I'm on the road so much that I have to kind of plant when I can plant. So I planted radishes in the light of the moon. And radishes are one of those crops, if you love radishes, you need to be growing them, even in a pot. Because you can pull a little light row and put seeds in and water it good. And if the soil is good and conditions are right, that stuff will germinate in 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Well, I planted these radishes in the wrong moon sign, and they never did, never did. They finally came up like two weeks later, and they were sickly, and they never made radishes. I just had radish tops. And I did the same thing. I had about a half a pound of onion sets, and I was home for three days, and the weather was good, and I had time, and I just I knew the moon was exactly wrong for it. I said, well, to heck with it. I'm putting them in the ground anyway. And they did not do well. Now, at this point, I've got a whole bed of onions from doing that, but it took them a long time. Mm-hmm. And they are not what they would have been if I would planted them under the right moon. So the moon, planting by the moon is something that, and i think this is interesting farmers still do that today and you'd think in 2019 that there would be some scientific thing that they would all go by then and they they do use a lot of science that's for sure but they still plant by the moon yeah but i'm and i think when you have something that works like that that's what you do and it's not only planting as you know it's Whether or not you cut your hair or cut your fingernails, whether you're slaughtering animals, Mm -hmm. uh, cutting shingle, all of that stuff is done with the accounting of how the moon is going to affect that. If you were recommending a place or a book or a workshop or a teacher for something like that to learn how to plant by the signs to learn how to manage your life by the signs of the moon because so many of us are drawn to the moon and we may or may not know why and i think a lot of us have this general feeling of oh i love the moon i'm so connected to the moon i look at it when it's pretty without realizing that there's some deeper implications. And if you are drawn to the moon and you do feel connected to the moon, I think that the chances are even better that the work that you do by the moon will uh, will work better, will just flat-out work better. Well, I absolutely agree. And um, there is a really good book by a couple of local fellers, and I'm trying to look it up right now and get you all the name for it. When I find it, we'll, maybe we'll say it at the end of this segment. We will, and, you know, if we can always put it up somewhere for people to find links and references and things in that. But nature. it is the one I would start with here. I found it. It's called uh, The Complete Guide to Gardening and Living by the Signs of the Moon. It's called Raising with the Moon. And the authors are Jack Pyle and Taylor Reese and it is a wonderful book and they are wonderful folks. I met them several years ago at some event or other and it is a really good introduction to planting by the moon. And then you can go from there to do more like biodynamics and and uh, permaculture and things like that. But if you really start simply by planting your below ground crops in the dark of the moon and above ground in the light of the moon and take into consideration what the weather's like. Like for two weeks now we have had 90 degree weather and no rain. So the soil until we got this rain today was hard. It was rock hard. Like a brick. Yep. I tried to harvest some red clay to make into redding today and it was just so hard. Now it'll be softer now. We're going to get rain again tomorrow I think. So it'll start softening up, and this will be a good time. And we're at new moon now. So if you're thinking about where the moon is waxing, so that's above-ground crops, this would be a good time for you to put in the last of your tomatoes and peppers. Shoo, I'd do some green beans now, and probably will do some green beans sometime this week. Or, you know, any kind of beans. I like green beans, but do, do your own beans. That's how you need to do it. Yeah, so this'll be good. And I swear, the the old folks, as we say, though I'm rapidly becoming the old folks, long ago, folks would they'd come out on their porch and they'd just sniff the air. And there was a fellow that lived down below us in the in the cove where I grew up, and he would stick his finger in his mouth, get it good and wet, and he'd sniff the air and he'd stick his hand up, pointing up to the sky. And that way he knew what direction the wind was coming in, and he could smell. He could smell if rain was coming or snow was coming or any of that. There was a smell, and there's a barometric pressure, I think, that people get when they are so completely tied into the land they can feel it it's like oh the barometer is low today or the pressure is high or whatever my dad was one of those yeah my and he eventually ended up using that in his work because he worked in construction and knowing the weather was a huge part of his job because they'd send out crews of people and based on the weather. If it was gonna rain halfway through the day, they'd lose a lot of money if they sent out a full crew or something. But yeah, yeah. my dad was always fascinated by the weather and he would tell me a lot of the a lot some of the same things that you said too. And I have seen him, you know, finger in the mm-hmm. air to see what direction the wind came in. I think that's uh I think that's kind of neat. We don't go around doing enough of that. No, we don't. (laughs) And I remember my dad, and I think he had imperfect skills because he was raised by farmers, but he wasn't a farmer. And he would put soil in his mouth in the springtime and kind of swish it around with spit. Then he'd spit it out good, and he would know... Whether we needed lime in the soil, um, or if it needed more fertilizer, and you know, fertilizer back in the day was just composted poop. animal poop. It wasn't something you go buy. You don't go buy your chickadee doo doo in the forty pound bag. It was something that you your your farm animals left for you, and you composted it. And so he would know what the land needed from that. And I have to believe he just he was sensitive to what the what the components of the soil was um yeah and i think a lot of this generation has lost that because we haven't needed to know that but as we see these big agribusinesses especially in the midwest i mean all this flooding that's happening and the tariffs that are happening and about to happen we are likely to start seeing the decline of those big, big farms. And we're going to go back to doing the kind of farming that is human-based and human-sized. And that's going to be better for us. Do it's you going to be hard, that, but better. Do you think that's because we're going to be in tower time, big time? Uh, I think we're in tower time now, big time. I just look at all the systems that are collapsing all around us. And I, and I think about... And of course, I don't remember this, but I think about the Victory Gardens. Remember in World War II, and anybody who had a little patch of land—if they had a little bit of land in their front yard, a little bitty front yard, a little bitty backyard—they dug that sucker up and they planted food. And you will be surprised when you tend the land well, and pay attention to how your crops are and how your soil is. You would be surprised at how much food a little piece of land can produce, uh, often enough for a family to to at least on a subsistence level. True enough. my yeah, True enough. I've seen that a lot of times. So I got distracted when you were telling me that story. I just went off into my, my childhood, and I was thinking about <laughs> that. I was thinking about the gardens and, and all of that. And, you know, around here now we have all these beautifully manicured lawns. Oh, I just hate them. We've hate just got all these great big giant cemeteries. And we've got... Now, I'm not saying that cemetery is wrong or yard is wrong or anything, but every time I see, you know, mile after mile of that when I'm driving, I always think, well, where's the food? Yeah. Well, I remember uh, several years back, I was doing interfaith work here in town, and the pastor then at the big Presbyterian church on Merriman Avenue, she was saying it was so expensive to mow that big, old, impressive front yard that she would just like to see it dug up hmm. and food planted there. And, it, and she left. She went on to another parish, I guess. But there is a garden now. Right there, there's a McDonald's, and then there's this beautiful garden. They grow the most beautiful collard greens every year. And I love that. You, My dream is that all those big institutional churches or other places that have big old lawns, that they pay money to keep up. They put chemicals all over, over them, which world. are not good for the land or the people. Mm-hmm. And if they just dug those up and started doing some permaculture tending to the soil and feeding people we would all be a lot better off and they would actually they they would make money off of it because they wouldn't be trying to tend something so unnatural well i see you know roundup everywhere on these i go into my friend's houses and they'll have a shed and it's got all these chemical 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 that's cool it's their deal if they want to do that but i'm i have red hair and blue eyes and Every chemical is going to affect me on some level. Yeah, it affects all of us on some level. And we fool ourselves if we think using a little bit around up here and a little bit around up there isn't going to, isn't going to cost us. something. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. out our social media for information community or a few laughs WYRD Mountain Gals
1: Once held the grains of time Tighten my hand Slip right through my fingers sing together then songs about the Simpler time called the good old days. My good old friend will see you again further on down the line. My good old friend will see. songs about them drop of tea, Fed the plans that we had to tend And an old time song still rings in my ear You sang to me, my good old friend I was just an only child, so we can my own. I never felt that I was ever alone. to that day, you lost your simple smile.